If you've been pottering politics this week, then you've come to the right podcast. This is Pottering Politics. What are we pottering this week? Trump, he got off. What next? Sinn Féin win big. How high will nationalism raise? And who is heading for the choppy choppy in the reshuffly shuffly? I'm Andrew, the man on the street. I'm Simon, the man with the hiccups. (laughs) And together we're Pottering Politics. Apologies in advance, everyone. I have the hiccups, so just every so often I'm just going to make a weird squeaky sound and then Andrew will cover for me and it'll be very... Very smooth. <laughs> so smooth. We have been sitting here for quite a while waiting. Waiting for the hiccups to so, go. Yeah. We just decided to go ahead. Uh, we don't get paid for this. We do yeah. this for the love. The love so, of the hiccups. Yeah. So, the love of the hiccups. So, so, so you need to start with a long monologue. Okay. So, so pick a topic. Do you want me to talk about my day first or just go straight into the actual politics? Let's go for actual politics. Okay, cool. So Trump got off. He got off. He got off the, the main impeachment charges, which is surprising considering they didn't allow witnesses and evidence yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To the surprise of literally no one. Yep. Maybe some Democrats. So obviously the, the the next thing to really look at now is because as we have discussed it, go back and listen to everything else we have put out there in, in the interweb. Uh, interweb. What is what is next? next? It's going to be the 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 election. And primaries, so, primaries first. Primaries first, but many people say that doesn't even matter. I mean, we're going to talk about it because otherwise we'd be terrible at our, not our jobs. <laughs> but um, this is just going to help him. So people... But... but. Over 50% of people surveyed thought that Trump should have been impeached. Of people surveyed? Of people surveyed. Which yeah. is, it may not make an impact, but, but, it, it's an inter- but I think it's an interesting statistic because it does show that there is an appetite out there. Sorry, I've got hiccups again. Uh, yeah. There is an appetite out there for him to have been prosecuted properly. And I wonder if there'll be any kind of backlash because effectively he's been whitewashed. At- <laughs> Can you talk? <laughs> Yeah, like, I completely get what you're saying, but we, we we've seen polls and predictions and stuff in the last few years completely be inaccurate. I think the UK election was the only one in recent memory that's really nailed the the figures more or less. <laughs> you're really struggling. It's good. Um, I I've heard lots uh, from various medium about how he can use this mm-hmm. that he got off it was a witch hunt mm-hmm. uh, he can use this and a combination of the, the fact that the, the democrat situation is not going very well we've talked about the the system messing up i haven't heard anyone think that saying that he's going to lose it's just how much he's going to win by <laughs> and who what what opponent is actually going to make him win less which is terrible. <laughs> I mean, not if you're a Trump supporter. I'm not saying it's terrible to think that. I'm just saying in a whole big... I mean, the Democrats have had so long. <laughs> so why haven't they done something I mean, much better? He's not invulnerable because he's human, he's human like the rest of us. But he, firstly, A, he's the incumbent. And incumbents always have an advantage. B, he's just survived an impeachment. So there will be a kind of anti-Democrat feeling. And the other thing it's given him, which he used brilliantly in the first election, was he, he channeled that anti-Hillary feeling. You know, yeah. oh, her emails, that woman, blah, 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 blah. And... What Trump thrives on is an enemy that he can, he can just dig out and dig out and dig out. And I think this mm. impeachment thing and now the kind of the Democrat primary as it kind of goes on, and this is probably always going to happen, it gives him targets. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the only thing I would disagree is that the, the invulnerability, because what would he have to do? <laughs> what would he have to do for it to really take him out of his comfort zone and get him off his game? We've seen I, impeachments. Yeah. We've seen the things that he said recorded which i don't really want to repeat on our podcast because of our clean label um we've 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 uh, the whole mexican wall situation nothing you can throw at this man he just goes yeah and what and he just he keeps going on so i, I can't think, see between think, now and the actual election what possibly could he do more than he's but your, your, your argument is based on the the argument that he he would have 
to lose the election. And I think we have proved over the last four years, whatever it is, that he's not going to lose the election. But someone else could win it if you see the difference of, mm. of my inflection. Like if, if someone else catches, excuse me, catches That's fire, takes off. Up, maybe you could develop this point in some way. No, maybe, but you know, if someone else kind of takes off, they could overtake him. But I agree with you. Trump's not going to lose it. Like there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing Trump can do to lose this election. No, and and I, I give you saying someone could win it, just just better than him. Basically, mm-hmm. that would mean they would need a point. And America are doing quite well on jobs. Yep. Very well. I mean, I on the, the BBC had a, a, a fact-checking thing about his speech. Yeah. And even though the flavour of the, the article was very anti-Trump still, it was like, yeah, yeah, he said this, but it's not as good. It's like, you know, he's he's 2% off. And it's like, but that's still really good job, yeah. job percentage. So even the article had to admit that actually one of the rare times that he's 90% of what he said in that speech was more or less true. Which, so wh- how were they going to win it? I'm just... I don't know what I don't know how anyone can can get around this unless people start to actually think that the things he says and does are unacceptable. I think it also depends what how whether whether the good economy is felt by everyone. If mm. I, and if I use the Brexit example, the British economy isn't in a terrible way, and it no. wasn't in a terrible way when when the Brexit vote happened. But there was a there are a huge amount of people in the UK that aren't really feeling the benefits of yeah. this strong economy. And so if everyone's telling you, oh, the economy's great. And yet you're still using a food bank or on a, stuck on a, what are they called, zero hours contract or your, your child's in a terrible school, blah, 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 blah. Then you're going to vote for change. You're going to vote for Brexit or whatever. So, so I think if the, if the terrible, if, if the good economy in America, I think it will depend on how the masses are yeah. genuinely feeling. Okay. okay. I don't think we can actually put any more on that at the moment until maybe he tweets something really interesting in the following week and we can follow up on that. Well, I, 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 I think but, but we have had our first proper result now, which is that Pete Buttigieg won Iowa just, yeah. but Bernie Sanders got the most votes. Which, yes. what, why can Americans not put together a voting system that... that I mean, our voting system's not good, but at least, at, le- at least in our voting system, the party that gets the most votes tends to win. Like, yeah. they sometimes win by too much or too little and blah, 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 blah. But, but they, we, I, don't, I don't think there's ever been a case in British politics where the winning party has not been part of the government. Unless you do some sort of mathematical gymnastics. I mean, if you add these votes, that votes, which is normally the losing side, having a little bit of a whingy argument. It's just bizarre. But by Joe Biden's in trouble. There's a good article, good article on uh, The Week this week. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, that was saying he's in trouble and if he doesn't pick he's already saying he's not he's saying he doesn't think he'll do well in New Hampshire and so the article's basic point was kind of like well if he's not going to do if he hasn't done well in Iowa and he's not going to do well in New Hampshire when's he going to start doing well so like, what, what's he, he waiting he's, for he's downplaying it because he probably knows that's the truth then if he's saying well, himself it might well, this is the this is the interesting <clears throat> thing or the unfair thing about always being in the same order like if you're not if your demographic isn't Iowa and your demographic isn't New Hampshire, then you're starting from the back foot. So it is entirely possible that he could still win mathematically. Mm. But there's a momentum feeling. Mm. And if, if people start going, oh, he's, he's struggling, he's going to struggle. Anyway. So it's Bernie's to take, do you reckon, man? Second I'm, place? I want Pete. I like Pete. So I want Pete. Mayor Pete. But is it, is it, is it going to be Bernie this time? Um... I think I still think the interesting matchup, and lots of people said this, is Bernie Elizabeth because their their politics are so similar. Like it's almost possible that they could take each other out. Like all, one of them needs to. I mean, I, I don't follow. I don't know this. But I'm just kind of throwing it out there. But I think almost one of them needs to to drop in favour of the other. 
and then throw their support behind the other. Throw support the other one because if, if they split their vote, then another candidate can come through because it's a first past the post system. Exactly. Mm. Right. In- introduce our next topic while I hiccup some more. <laughs> There's some good hiccups, by the way. Ooh. I think everyone will agree. Sinn Fein. They well, they didn't win the Irish election, but they have the majority of the vote, which is the first time out of the big three that they've ever done that. Uh, they've, and this is Ireland, not Northern Ireland, as well. Yeah, this is so. Yeah, this is um, Ireland. Uh, they they've come uh, said this is a sign of the times and sweeping changes coming and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Played it up as a big change and a, a positive thing. Uh, you wanted to to on a broader scale talk about is is this a sign of nationalism yeah. continuing to rise? So we've had the Brexit vote. Yep. Uh, the US, we've had Trump. Yep. Uh, I think. Poland is quite a national mm-hmm. uh, nationalist uh, uh, situation going on at the moment as well. Huge. SNP has been dominant in Scotland now for well over a decade. Yeah, Italy. Mm-hmm. Definitely more like, vibes there. Um, Bre- France, Brexit party. France, UK. Yeah, France managed to to to, to avoid getting in uh, a strong nationalist party, mm. but there's still a lot of support there. So I, I guess I kind I kind of feel that politics goes. Well, no, I don't feel like look at history. Politics goes in waves. Yeah. yeah. So you get politics. The country ends up in a certain state, and then someone or someone or some party comes along and goes, I've got the solution, and lots of people go, hooray, that is the solution, we want that. And then for X amount of years, then that is the new norm, yep. and then it swings. So, for example, Thatcher. You know, you had you had these Keynesian economics in the 1970s. Britain's economy was in a terrible way. Thatcher comes along, that's the brand new wave. It's there for about a decade or so, and then you get a bit of a transition into new labour where they kind of go, all right, now, we, now the country wants a bit more of a social conscience, constitutional reform, then you get the new Labour decade and 15 years or so, which well, is more than 10 years, actually, it's more like kind of 15, and then we've kind of got the austerity decade or so on, and now we've had the massive rise of nationalism. Yeah. Um, and you, you, your, your list was, was, was very good. Um, well done. Thank you. Um, I guess my, my, my question for discussion is, like, when does this wave end? And um, like, well, w- w- when did it start? If, if you're talking 10 or 15 years, it takes for a, a, this to naturally... Go through the population. Everyone to think it's a good idea, and then slowly turn against it. Well, I, mean, I was wondering, does it have to win before it can fade? Like, so for example, like, so Blair was in, so Thatcher was in, was in power for whatever it was ten mm. years. Or so. Blair was in power for ten years or so. Cameron was in power for ten years ago. So, so, you, so they were. They these waves happened because they were there. And yes, we've had the Brexit vote, um, but. The SNP haven't got independence, and Sinn Féin haven't taken um, Northern Ireland out of Ireland. So, so I, I wonder whether the wave rules will change because they haven't necessarily achieved their goals, with the exception of Brexit. But people would argue that Boris Johnson. I mean, I've heard Boris Johnson and the words far right used in the same sentence, which I would disagree. I think that's I a load of talk. Yeah, I, I think when people do that, just for the record, <laughs> when people say that Boris Johnson is far right, they're actually doing a lot of damage on. But the the bad of far right, you know, you know, far right is bad. Far left is bad. <laughs> it just don't don't say it's far right. He's he's right, absolutely. He's, he's a Tory, but there are people out there would say that this is the win. That 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 that, that Tory elect, uh, result yeah. where they won that majority is the na- the, the nationalistic. But there is a difference between you know, and we should be, we should. We should be clear, clear here that there is a difference between being fascist and being nationalist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the SNP are not in any way, shape, or form a Nazi-style no. fascist party. Neither is Sinn Fein. Neither, neither is neither is a, neither is Boris. Um, I thought we were talking about uh, we were talking about the way they've changed governments. Yeah, the way they treat the media. Um, <laughs> but the 
I've lost my track of thought. I'm sorry. I was going to make a very important point, but I've, I've just got a hiccup instead. But I think I think I, I'm I'm intrigued to know when this curve will like. Have we reached? Have we even reached the high point? I guess that's my question. No, because there's. I I don't think we have. I, I think we probably are looking at another five years minimum because nothing has been proven yet. Like yeah. Brexit has I think, I think Brexit has to bite Trump, for, for, Trump, for, for, for yeah. positive, for yeah. good or ill, we have to see the effects of Brexit. I think if, if Trump bombs in America on his second term, which we've just spoke about, mm. I, I think he's probably going to get in. Mm-hmm. Despite if you think he's right or wrong, yeah. he's probably going to get in. And if that's what the American people want, that's, that's their business and that's mm. great and good for him. And if he can do a good job, and he, because technically speaking, he hasn't done anything absolutely terrible, despite everyone saying he said terrible things. He says, yeah, he's, <laughs> yes, he's, but he hasn't he's, actually he's done anything terrible. Mark is worse than his body. Yeah, in my opinion. So if he keeps delivering, to a standard that will determine how long I think because normally these things are led you look at like Ronald Reagan and Thatcher it, the, at the same there's a, time there's a figurehead yeah. And, oh yeah yeah. there's a cross country yeah, figure exactly. that, that's so, very true so if, if he starts to bomb in the second term and Boris starts to mess up then I think that will probably be the start of the end but, do, but is it going to swing the other way to say do you think that Scottish independence and, and maybe even Northern Irish independence is, is inevitable like like is it is it at some point going to you know is it is it going to keep growing and growing and growing slowly maybe an up and down wave until it has to happen to be proved right yeah. or wrong? Yeah, I I worry that we've got to a point now, and hopefully I'm wrong because this you know does it is a kick in the face to democracy. So we've had one Scottish referendum, 2014, and we we've spoken about this on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Like we had an argument once in about, a generation. We had an argument about how often you're going to referendum. Yep. So let's say they do get their, their next one within the next five years. Hmm. And let's just, just for argument's sake, say it's, no, nope, we stay as a union. Are they going to keep arguing and keep hmm. going on and on? Because if that is the answer, eventually they will get the result they want. Yeah. Because it's just a, a numbers game. Yeah. Eventually you will get a, the, 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 the day when... The Scotland, the, the, everyone will fall in line and be like, just um, the wrong hmm. got at the wrong bed or the wrong way or whatever the case may be, and yeah. they will vote the way that the S&P want them to. So eventually it will happen if you keep having referendums every five years. If it is once in a generation, probably not. It'd probably lead to again arguments. Case mm. let's say Brexit is a disaster, <laughs> and we're all you know trying to catch rats for food. Then obviously Scotland will just if there is a referendum when that's going on, they're gone, and I don't blame them. Mm. I would be making an application for my Scottish passport <laughs> at that point, <laughs> considering I voted Brexit. That's quite funny, but. No, I don't think it is. I, th- I think it all depends on how much they can get their referendums and how quick the turnover is. I think the th- one thing that might stop it would be, you know, for many years now, you've had this slowly growing nationalist movement, You know, whether it's UKIP, whether it's SMB, yada, yada, yada. And now, in quotes, the, the nationalist movements are in control. Sinn Féin have kind of won this election here, Boris has won the election here, yada, yada, yada. Um, I wonder if we'll get a slow growth of more globalist um, politics and mm. parties, and then that and that will slowly take over. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, be, being more of a globalist myself, I guess I have an mm. interest in poli- in the in the needle swinging back the other way. And I think I felt, I think as many people felt, we thought that Brexit was the Brexit vote was an anomaly, and then Trump happened as well, and it was like, oh, whichever mm. way around it was, I can't remember. And then and then and then this happened and yeah. this happened, and so now it's more realiza- more kind of a real realization of of. Oh, this is a trend, not yeah, not, a, a, not a protest yeah. vote anymore. One question relating to this really quickly, mm. and it's just your opinion. Why is it widely seen as, like, the Scots being nationalistic and proud of their country? Normally quite a positive thing, but there is quite a negative spin on the English side of it. 
Oh, I completely agree. I, and, I, I, and even the American. Yeah. So if you get a, a proud American who's waving his flag and good on them, you know, they're proud of their country. People go, oh, look at that idiot. And the same, it's exactly the same here in the UK, just in case there's an America, any America. If I went down the road tomorrow going, and waving my flag, someone will look at me and go, look at that chap. But I, if there's I'm, a Scotsman doing agree. the same, it's absolutely fine. I, I have, I've never been verbally abused or anything like that, but I have, when I've visited Scotland, I have seen just little like postcards and little jokes in windows that are very anti-English. And I'm mm. just like, that, that is racist. Like, like it's not, it's what? not, it's not like, it's not like discriminatory, like slavery and you, any, or any of that. And I'm not going to pretend it's even remotely like homophobic or anything like that, but it, it is, uh, a racial tension between Scots and the English. And I do think that, I mean, I mean, I think S and P would, would, would say it's an economic argument. They would say, well, we believe Scotland would be better off alone, but there is an anti-English, feeling oh, well, to it. You're, you're talking, I, I've, I've experienced this firsthand. I've been in the middle of it. My mother was Scottish mm. and she was like born in Scotland and moved, mm. moved over here when she was like in her late 20s. So she was Scottish. -Scottish. There was no growing up in the UK. And my Scottish side of the family used to just make fun of my English side of the family, even though it wasn't actually technically English. It was a Welsh side, but mm. we'll put that to the one side. And it was all the time. I, I went to a pub in Scotland when I was over there, just, just on my own doing some personal stuff. And I got asked for ID and it was very negative vibes in this mm. bar. And it was quite a small, quiet place I was at. And he looked at my ID, and because my surname is very Scottish, he shouted across the bar to someone else going, oh, it's all right, <laughs> because of my name. Yeah. And everyone had a good laugh and went, oh, you know, you're cursed with the English accent. And that was first-hand experience. So I completely agree with that. So I, 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 don't know. I, just, I don't understand why one's okay and one's not okay. Surely both okay or not okay. I think people are allowed to want to be independent. And that's a different argument to like a, a kind of a red, mm. racist prejudice thing. But the two often go together. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Um, anyway, who's heading for the chop, chop, chop in the reshuffle, shuffle, shuffle? So there's various news reports going around at the moment suggesting that Boris Johnson is highly likely to have a reshuffle mm. this coming week. Powered uh, by Dominic Cummings. Depending on when, depending on when Andrew releases the podcast. But the, uh, the um, Boris Johnson is in the enviable position of having a majority in Parliament. And one of the things that prime ministers like to do when they have a majority and they are able to stamp their authority on a party is have a good reshuffle, have a, have yep. a, have a clear out of some of the dead wood, have the, have, um, bring in some new names, uh, get rid of people that have been causing you problems. And you can do it if you've got majority, because if, you, if you're struggling to keep your party together, a la Theresa May, and maybe even David Cameron towards the end, you want to keep kind of everyone on board the ship. Yeah. Because that, that's when you kind of hopefully keep more... Um, Carl Waters, I guess. I guess. Yeah. You, you don't make kind of big enemies. Um, famously, Margaret Thatcher ended up... She didn't fire Michael Heseltine, but Michael Heseltine resigned, and that was the beginning of the end, although, although it was many years before. But before, but it put an enemy on the back benches yeah. that, that eventually came back to hit her. So, so when you have a reshuffle, and we read David Cameron's book, and he was saying when, even when he did reshuffles, it was always a problem because he had to... To bring, to bring someone in, you have to let someone go, and he had to let some friends go, he had to let other people go. It's never a pleasant thing. But because Boris has a majority, he has that bit of flexibility to be able to do it. And it sounds like he's about to. And it sounds like from the rumours that he's going to perhaps let some quite big names go. Like uh, Andrew Ledsom's been mentioned and Nicky Morgan's been mentioned. In fact, Nicky Morgan's actually said she's already going to go. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see kind of what happens and what his kind of methodology, methodology is. Because um, he could. Sorry, I'm talking lots here. And no, that's right. Because right, he, he could go, right, I want to balance my cabinet. I want to have... Some one nation Tories, kind of moderates, and I want to have some 
some more right-wingers, like Ian Duncan Smith. Uh, and I want to have a few Brexiteers and a few Remainers, because at the moment he's got a very Brexit-heavy cabinet, mm. but kind of like the Brexiteers have won now, so that's going to be let's, less, let's join less important. Peaceful, yeah. um, so he, he could put a cabinet together where he balances. Mm. He could put a cabinet together where he... Like pure blood, if you like, you know, think Harry Potter. He could go right. He, like everyone in his mold, yeah. So, or Dominic Cummings mold. He could go that way. Um, he could even do something really crazy and appoint people based on competence. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> but it's possible because he has said he has come out and said that he wants his ministers not to go on TV. It's possible that he actually will be looking around and kind of go, well, who's actually got talent? Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see. It seems... And, and there is always not, sorry, and there is always an opportunity to settle old schools. You know, if there have been people that have been briefing against him, people that have been maybe going against him on HS2, it is an opportunity for him to be like, thank you. Gove, with their history. The Gove has a history. But that, that, Gove, that Gove, is, Gove is always competent. a very... Gove is a very effective minister. Yeah. It, it just seems very, what well, I was going to say before, it just seems very, like, he, he just became prime minister. He's, he's had his cabinet there. Yeah. It just seems quite quick. I think... Is it because I'm getting old and things seem to be going by well, it's much been, quicker? It's, it's been six months, but I think the, 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 the circumstances have changed, to use the SNP's yeah, kind yeah. of argument. You know, he, <laughs> he, 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 I think he is still at the beginning of a five-year term now, and so he is, he is thinking, right, so what do I want to achieve, and who do I need to be, who needs mm. to be where to achieve it? So I think it's actually a good time to, to do it, because it sets, it sets the tone in every department. Okay, so pick one person you want to see get the vote. To be honest... This is going to sound terrible as we're doing a politics podcast, but I'm not. I don't know a huge amount of the cabinet because because so many of them, so many of the big names left when Cameron went, yeah, and then so many other of the big names left when Theresa went. That you've you the only ones I'm really familiar with are either the kind of the other leadership te- contenders that we're talking like Dominic Raab, you know, so on, and um, uh, what's the the old defence one, Greg? No, the the one that was defence and then got sacked over, sacked over the hallway thing. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. I'll work out later. Um, and then there's people like Pretty Patel and, and so on. But there are a huge amount of ministers there that I'm just like I don't know. So yeah. I, so and I, there's I, loads I, of fresh blood as well. So I, not that they would be appointed immediately if it's their first time. But they might well be appointed as junior ministers. Yeah, yeah to get some experience on that. Um, so and also Dominic Cummings is a bit of a a groundbreaker. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the new yeah, well, he, he did in. put he did put an advertisement out saying uh, to to hire advisors mm. uh, and, and spads and stuff yeah. like that that he wanted unusual characters, yeah. people who are strange and bring a fresh like so in his own mold in his own mold. Who, but you know. but he Cummings has shown although coming they laugh they I mean Cummings has got such a kind of bad reputation but but they people don't like him because he gets things done that they don't like. Yeah, but he gets things done. Yeah, he does. As soon as you see him, first they laugh, and then they're taking him quite seriously. Yeah, well, and yeah, and, and Boris handpicked him because he used to be Michael Gove's special advisor. Yeah, you mentioned. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know that, and, but and, he definitely jumped over. And Cameron, Cameron pushed him out because Cameron said, okay, "Gove, you can come, but you're not bringing Cummings with you." And so he, so he, he must have shared the whole thing. Of, like, well, he got revenge, didn't he? He went and got headed vote leave. <laughs> there you go, and that, that led him to resign immediately. Um, so um, I don't know who's heading for the chop and the reshuffle, but I think it. I think it's worth really looking to see what happens because I think it will tell you a lot about where Johnson thinks he's going. Cool. So if 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 you want to send us some suggestions on who you want to see on the UK cabinet thing, us, all you five, us, we should <laughs> be in the cabinet. Would you Would you ever go into politics? Yeah, I would. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I was going to expand. Let me draw breath, man. Um, I yeah. I mean, I'm 
I'm a, a, a party member now, and a regretting, a regretful one, regretful one at the moment. Oh yeah, we, I'll probably talk about Labour next. Do week that another time. What's going on? But uh, the yeah, I mean, if the opportunity come up, then why not? Mm. I mean, I always think I'm right, and I know more than everyone else. So, oh, that's it's completely fitting of an basically MP. Basically, the job interview done already. <laughs> done. <laughs> well, and you? I don't think I would. I don't think my personality types cut out for it. I, mean, I, I make stupid jokes to I would love to see you on a panel and getting really harassed. Really, too. really and harassed. Just, just being at home watching you going, he's going to go any second. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a diet and we have to cut it. Plus, plus, you know, someone, someone would make a comment that was the perfect setup for an inappropriate joke. And I'd be sitting there, I'd be sitting there with the biggest smirk on my face. <laughs> Look, it's just too long. We can't get it in. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> What did you just say? And then the, the, the sun would be like, you know, Prime Minister makes that's what she said, Joe. <laughs> Add Prime Minister's questions. Opinion <laughs> bowl rises 20%. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Sorry about the hiccups. Uh, let us know if you agree or disagree with us, or if you have any suggestions for topics you'd like us to cover. All the best in your foibles. Indeed. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>